Kia ora, New Zealand. Welcome to Sweet Chicken Live. Uh, my name's Matt Drake, and this is episode 41. Uh, I'd like to welcome this evening my co-host, Brady Kush. Howdy, Matt. How you doing? Very good, thank you. Very good. Have you had a good week? Yeah, short week. Thank you, public holidays. Lots of disc golf played over the weekend, was it? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, we actually had some good weather in the capital finally, but the rain is back, so uh, it looks like we've lost our sunshine. Yes, hopefully that's not it for the spring. We shall uh, we shall have to see. Um, right, so we've got a great show today. Uh, we're going to go through some hot scores in a moment. Um, and then we've got Morgan Harfell and Adam Rhymes on the show uh, to talk to us about Generation Disc Golf. If you don't know anything about it um, and this is all new to you, then stay tuned. They are going to tell you all about it and some pretty exciting stuff that they've got planned, um, especially for people down south. Um Adam's then going to stay for Desert Island Disc Golf. Um, and uh, after that, me and Brady got an interesting couple of conversations, um, which we'll go through. Some Brady's got some hot takes. And then we're going to go through some upcoming events. So without further ado, hot scores from down south. Brady, take us away. Down south. Let's go south-south, all the way to Stewart Island in the Ringa Ringa course. Uh, might be six holes, but uh, Morgan Hartfeld, our guest tonight, comes in at minus two. Congratulations, Morgan. Um, I hear there was a three-way tie in round two, so shout out to Adam and Johnny Ferrari. Uh, let's move up to the actual south island. Uh, Invercargill, we have Ethan Stout and Josh Walker coming in at minus 14. Um, let, moving over to Chingford. Adam Fleming throws the perfect round. Nine holes, nine birdies, nine under par. Congratulations, uh, Andrew. Incredible round. Uh, sliding over, let's go to Queenstown in the adventure capital. Let's go to Mikey Yu in the gardens. Minus 17. I really want to know what hole he parred. Uh, well done, Mikey. Uh, out to the beach, always sunny at Tucker's. Uh, Gus Van Gisteren uh, comes in at minus four. Uh, sliding over to Wanaka in Ely Point, we have Kyle Martin and Matt Pritchard coming in at minus three. Um, out to Lismore, Ryan Cambridge doing it again. Minus, what? Minus 12? Oh, never mind. That's Lismore. I thought it was Ely. I'm just like, did he throw like two aces in one <laughs> round? Um, well done, Ryan. Uh, up to Jelly Park, we have Gregor, Ashton, and Dylan all coming in at minus 12. Well done, gentlemen. Uh, good tie there. Out to Queens Park in Christchurch, uh, we have Jeremy Brookenshire coming in at minus 8. Ooh, one off the perfect round. And then finally at, uh, at Brooker Ave in Christchurch, we have Jeremy Brockenshire again coming in at minus 6. Uh, and we can't leave the South Island without giving a shout out all the way out in Westport at the Esplanade. Uh, congratulations to Luca LaBelle and your minus 10 uh, on your hot round for the week. Uh, Matt, up to the North Island. Up to the North Island and starting off in Wellington in the hills at Berenpoor. Uh, Brady Cush takes it out with a minus eight um, on the regular tees there. Um, a very good score. Not Nobody really came close. Um, and uh, Hikoikoi at the foreshore. Uh, Brady Cush again with minus four. Um, out in Petone. Um, at Harcourt Park, it's Mitch Hudson who's been doing the work with a minus one at Harcourt. And at Linklater, Team Sweet Chain's Brock Fraser um, hits a minus five. Um, across the Eastern Flaxmere, um, Anthony Rogers hits minus three. Um, across the country to Spa Park, and Andy Clune hits uh, minus four on the red tees. Uh, and over at um, Inglewood, Trevor Woolman hits even par to take out the hot score 
from New Plymouth. Uh, even par is also the uh, the best score of the week in uh, McLaren's, uh, where Brad Taylor takes it out. So well done to him. Um, now, uh, we've had two um, PGA leagues going on uh, any given Monday. Uh, who, um, which uh, happens every Monday um, and happened again uh, this <laughs> Monday gone. Uh, Chris Dixon hits the top score this uh, this week um, with a 971 rated nine under par. So well done to Chris. And at the Berenpour 200 um, in the capital, it was Brady Cush who hits the hot round <laughs> for the week with a 966 rated eight under par. Um, played a little bit easier this week, Brady. Uh, yes, the, the wind wasn't so bad. It was just the rain. Uh, we got rain for like the last five or six holes. So yeah, you know, like it was the, had the hot front 10, uh, kind of slowed down in the back 10. That rain cooled me off a little bit. So yeah, only got picked up one, uh, not three, even on the back 10. Yeah. Yeah. We, it was the same on the early round. We, we hit the, we hit the rain just as we were coming up to the, uh, um, a big hole seven or 17 as it is on the, uh, yeah. on the, on yeah, the, the hill. hill. 20. Lovely stuff. Okay. Um, so now I'd like to bring us in our guests for this evening. Um, our guests is um, all the way from down south um, is Morgan and Adam, who are um, part of Generation Disc Golf. Um, good evening, gents. Good evening, Kilda, guys. <laughs> Look, <shameless>. <laughs> Looking very good. Looking very good in your matching shirts as well. Oh, it's uh, great to see you. Are those How bowl shirts? Where do those come from? Yep, these are our team bowl shirts, of course, and they're also maybe our party shirts for Ohio. We'll see. <laughs> good, stuff. good stuff. Now, um, um, many of you, many people who are watching uh, will know you. Um, many people may not know what Generation Disc Golf is about. So tell us about it. What, what's, what, what's, what's it all about? Sure. So Generation Disc Golf is basically a product of Adam and I driving back from Dunedin from the All Blacks game and going, man, how good would it be if we could just have some baskets and run some events? And then, you know, an hour of the drive went past and Adam goes, I think we can. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, a few weeks later, we've got baskets and, you know, it's all sort of just kicking off and it's the snowball effect right now. So where it is now and where it's going are probably going to be two pretty different things, mm -hmm. but uh, we're just taking it one step at a time. But uh, yeah, we're going to put everything into it to make it something pretty special and help grow the sport. Um, not really all across New Zealand to start with, but the lower South, we really want to help help the clubs down here grow the sport. That's sort of our aim and our goal. Okay. So what, what have you got planned in at the moment? What's, what's kind of penned into the calendar? So we've got spring break on the uh, the 13th of November, followed by the Waitapu 2021 beer release at Altitude. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then the... O'Reilly Sands. O'Reilly Sands. Yep. yep. We've got O'Reilly. So we've got the tournament down in O'Reilly. There's so much going on, it is hard to keep up with, <laughs> even for us. But uh, yeah, we've got Waitapu and then uh, O'Reilly's right after that on the 19th of December. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're actually off to Ohau tomorrow straight after work to go and suss a few things out. And then straight after, we're going to spend the night up there and then we're going to head straight off and meet up with someone a little further south to go and organise another tournament, which uh, we're pretty excited for, which we're not going to drop any information on tonight, but that's coming. <sighs> yeah. 
Well, we should look. So is this to another that. guest appearance? Is are you just queuing it up, Morgan, for this special uh, release I mean, of? Of course. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> we're, we're the good. We want to be the co-co-host. I was going to okay. say I can't have you on every week. This is. Uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I mean, the... we don't want to give away information we don't have. To be fair, mm. though, in all honesty, okay. you know, no, we want to make sure we've got our ducks lined up um, before we just go and drop any information. It's got to be right as well. Yeah, absolutely. We want to make sure it's right for us because um, if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Yep. Now, the, so got- the already course down in Inverse, is that the, like, Ethan Stout, Johnny Ferrari designed one? Uh, yep. Uh, uh, and Jim Hawks as well, I believe. So okay. those guys have got, like, 27 holes mapped out down there. So we're going to be taking on, I think, and I'm sorry, Ethan, if I am wrong, um, but I think it's a Johnny Ferrari, Jim, Jim Hawks course. So, okay. you know, we're gonna, as I said, we want to work with the clubs and that's what we're doing down there. We're working with them, going to play their course and that's hopefully in turn going to help them maybe, you know, get some eyeballs on on the area down there and maybe get them a course in down there in the future or at least help help to, you know. Um, that course is incredible. Like, have you looked at it or like played it at all? I've, I've had the pleasure of playing it. I don't think you have. Yeah, no, I stopped off on the way back from uh, Stewart Island. Oh, yeah. That's and, yeah, we had a quick walk around, but. Just good. Yeah, I, I, I've played it, uh, I think, probably like two years ago. Maybe some changes to be made, and I wasn't playing the same course layout, but awesome course, the long drives. It's an old golf course, so long drives, some good elevation, uh, trees, big open fairways. It's got it's got the lot. It looks like it's going to play well. Yeah, for sure. And, and from a, like a player standpoint, what are you guys, uh, like what can players expect out of like a generation disc golf event? So right now, for for these five events that we're planning for this series, it's no frills. So basically, you pay, you play, and the money that goes into the entry fees, um, a good portion of that, I think half or more, is going back to the players. It's really dependent on where we are, but it's, it's a monetary-based thing. But I guess that was the plan, and also now RPM has jumped on board. Uh, as of just a few days ago, as you would have seen, and they've very, very kindly jumped in and uh, put a $2,500 donation in for this they're sponsoring the amateur tour, the amateur side of the tour, well, series, sorry, it's not a tour, the series. So each yep. event is going to be $500 worth of uh, vouchers, merch, product, whatever. However, we divvy it up going down to the amateur divisions, which is awesome. That's huge. Yeah. 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 So the goal as well, try and introduce some new players to mm-hmm. um, competitive disc golf, try and get some new faces involved and give more people an opportunity to play. Yeah. And, and moving forward from the five tournaments, you know, um, <coughs> excuse me, things like the Wahi Tapu are going to be joining into that. And we're also going to be looking into more two day events. Um, we've been looking into tutoring, coaching side of things. Um, that's really that's really fresh on the mind. So we need to sort of do it a bit more, a bit more scouting out, and you know, get a bit more information before we can say we're going to do that. Um, but that's that's on the cards. That's probably next on the cards. To be fair. So you've got you've got some uh, you've got some tournaments in the calendar. You have got yep. five this this year. You said there are the a, a series around the the lower south. Um, it might be a bit early, but is this the start of something that? progresses outside of that area oh i mean we hope so we want we want to work with all the clubs you know we're just in the lower south because that's where we are and i mean that's what's accessible to us right now 
if we if we could make our way out and work with you know Christchurch Club, Nelson Club, Dunedin Club, wherever, Auckland Club, mm-hmm. the Tahiti Club, we're in. You know, if we can make it happen, Wellington. we're in. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, guys, you guys are pretty good up there. <laughs> no, we 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 would love, absolutely love to move around the country and work with people. But that's you know that's up to the clubs um, and the people who run the courses, uh, private courses, wherever it might be. If they want us to be involved, we would love to. We, we would love to. If we can help, we we will. Yeah. Well, if I was a club and I wanted to get in contact with you and Generation Disc Golf, how could I do so? Yep. So all the information right now, we're just working on our website. So right now it's all through Facebook, but all the details are there. Our email, our phone number, you know, you can just hit us up on Facebook as well. Obviously, it's that day and age where it's that easy. Um, so right now it's all through Facebook, Generation Disc Golf, just search that up. But I'm thinking within the next couple of weeks, once we've got through a few big things that we've got on the cards right now, we'll get the website up and going. Adam's been working with uh, squarespace.com to try and get something together. And yeah, that's coming. Good stuff. There's quite a big focus on the junior division. So I've seen. Yeah, there is. And you know, we would love to, and any of you guys, I can't say how many people are watching, but any of you guys that are down there in the South, let's get these juniors out there. You know, there's an awesome opportunity for someone from the junior division to come and win themselves a sponsorship. And to, to be fair, if the juniors don't come, that that might not stay there. So we want you guys to come out, get involved. I mean, these tournaments are cheap and they're fun. They're no frills. So, you know, they're as cheap as we can make them to make it actually viable for us to even run. Hmm. Get, get these young guys out there. There's, there's plenty of them around. And, you know, we, we really want to see the juniors, the AM divisions really, really grow and prosper. Talk us through that sponsorship um, opportunity with the in the it's, junior division it is a full team sponsorship from team rpm um what that right. entails i don't have the, all the details for that but it is a full mm-hmm. team sponsorship with team rpm they want that i think from speaking to keith moving forward they want to have a real real good focus on their team and their junior team and just real really growing that and i think you know as soon as they seen what we were doing they were so keen to jump on board with us and merge with us almost and just we can grow together so mm-hmm. yeah Wait, does that mean that Levi can't win his a second RPM sponsorship? The double double, the elusive double double. Nah, <laughs> nah, sorry, Levi. But I want you to come and win, mate. I want you to come and join the open division and just spank everyone like you have on tour this year because it's epic. And that that's the future right there. You know, Levi was on here, and I've said it, I've said it in the DMs, you've brought it up. Levi was on here a number of weeks ago and he said we need more tournaments. And, you know, that hit home. We were ready to do it, and that just hit home. We are like, stuff it, let's just go. And we did it. And, you know, he's the future of the sport. His brother's the future of the sport. And there's so many more young guns out there, the Sebastian Falconers of the of the game in New Zealand. And I, I'm sorry because I don't know any of the juniors from up north, but I know there's plenty. And they're just ready to just push through into that, 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 next, that next platform. And we'd love to help that happen. Yeah, no, totally. And, 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 and to think that, you know, it, it's it doesn't it doesn't take long for a, for a, for a junior player to get to um, a, a good a, a good standard in New Zealand and uh, no, not certainly... at all. I mean, we can we can look back a little bit further and look at Ben Wheellake. You know, Ben Wheellake mm-hmm. was absolutely smashing people, smashing people as a young fella. I mean, he is still a young fella, you know. But when he was in his early teens, coming up through the guys that were playing like Hemi. Him and the likes of him, and just you know, sticking with them, and then beating them, and then beating the whole competition on tour. I remember watching him in the 
most epic battle I've ever seen against Simon Feasy at um up, no no there's the nationals at Tucker's no it was in the North Island Bethel's Beach oh yeah at Bethel's Beach yeah it was nationals that year too yeah that that was you know and I remember sitting there on the bank watching these guys drive and just going how how do you do that you know with that small stature frame I'm like how do you do that and now, you know, he took a little bit of a break and he's come back to it now. And again, he's on the Dismania 1 and 10 with you guys. He's absolutely yep. killing it. And, you know, the, I mean, we just have to look around the world and see what's happening. It's the young fellas. It's all the young fellas, yep. the Kyle Climbs and the likes of that, that are really coming through and showing showing their feathers, showing their colors, showing mm. their feathers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's a good question. Is uh, PDGA for Generation Disc Golf? Every single event on the five tour series on the five part series yeah. is PDGA sanctioned or Good will work. be. Good work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Completely agree with that. That's 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 superb. That's superb. The way the way that forward is the way of the future. Well, there's, there's no reason there's no reason why not as well. You know, mm. I mean it's like seventy four US dollars. It's it's nothing. Just build it in your price, get it done, and you know, yep. you keep everyone happy, you keep the AMs happy, you keep the pros happy, and you know, it's a way you can build build these juniors and AMs into you know what they can be in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so, is that you, you? There is a pro division. Um, yep. There is. There is going to be a. Um, there's, there's a pro purse, presumably for the for the pro division. Do you expect That's that to be? Do, do you expect that to be as? I mean, you've got to focus on the AMS, but do you? So do, you do you expect there to be a slimmer pro division? Uh, we hope not. No, no, we hope not. I mean, there's cash on the line, and the, you know, these are PDJ events. There's cash on the line. There's no mm -hmm. reason for it not to be. I mean, as much as we focus on the AMs, the the RPM sponsorship that's come through, you know, which has really, really helped bolster um, our events, is is really new. You know, that that as much as we're focusing on the AMs, we're still focusing on the high, the top end guys as well. We want to see some good battles out there. You know, Tucker Beach coming up in a couple of weeks is yeah. an absolute beast of a course, even just on the standard layout. And we're going to see some awesome golf. You know, there's people out there like Roberts and that shooting 10 downs at the moment. And that's that's incredible golf. Because now what do you expect payout to be per event uh, for like the pro uh, division? Like it's all, it's all entry fee based. It's, it's you know, we the rough number is 50%. We, we want to take 50% to us to actually be able to run the events uh, and 50% back to the pro division. Um, yeah pro divisions sorry fpo as well um nice so it all really just depends on how many people enter you know the more people the more money and it's as simple mm -hmm. as that uh are the uh there's been a lot of tournaments this year that have sold out so far like what is you what are you expecting for minimum players are you going to have sellout dates that kind of stuff no i think we've we've actually gone into this with almost zero expectation am i right on that yeah yeah, we, you know, I mean, the first tournament's Tucker Beach. It's the thir uh, 13th of November, three weeks away. And, you know, that that's a really quick turnaround tournament. We weren't expecting huge players. We're, you know, mostly just locals. There's a couple of people from down south coming, and Hales and um, Hales and Kyle have just signed up from Wanaka. They're coming over. So we'll, we'll see. There'll be a few more trickle in. But, you know, that's, we weren't expecting big numbers for that. We're not expecting the 72s, the 100s, the 140s, the soon-to-be 160s. Yeah, we're not expecting that yet. We're new. Okay. We're building. We're, it's something new. People don't know if they want to do that, but come and try it out. You know, these these are just easy going disc golf events. They're fun. They are sanctioned, yeah. and you know, it's no frills disc golf. Come play, win some money, 
go home same day. That's that's is, that's the idea. Is is the AM divisions going to be separated as you, like an intermediate and a novice, etc., or you, is it one kind of one big division? So five divisions: MPO, FPO, MA one, FA one, and juniors. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Excellent. So it sounds like you've got quite a lot of work on then between this yeah. Waitapu. Uh, <laughs> yeah, plenty. Do you want do you want to hear about some some more work? Yeah, go for it. Oh, I've got some more holes to dig, lady. You can come help me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for those of you in the chat that don't know, me and Adam were just over at my house with a couple others digging holes for the last four hours. Yeah, hey, yeah. I was going to say. I was wondering. I bet you how's the house, house coming. Yeah. Uh, no, Wahi Tapu news, Ohau news. Yep. Please, it's going to be a permanent course. Yes, it is. Well, what? Yeah, yeah we're still wow. in the course. Hopefully, uh, pre the tournament. Yep. And it's going to be there for everyone to play year round. Yep. Fantastic. Well, a slightly altered version, but slightly altered version. But the Lake O'Hare Disc Golf Course is coming. I want to see the chat right now. Yeah. Uh, it is <laughs> coming. <laughs> as Adam said, it'll be a slightly good stuff. <laughs> That's as, great. As Adam said, we're uh, we're installing the course. It's our first first course install for mm -hmm. Generation Disc Golf, so that's pretty exciting. Um, baskets have been ordered, paid for, ordered. They're on the way. Uh, as I said earlier, we're headed up to Ohio tomorrow night to go and mark out some tee pads. Um, that's before our other mission on Saturday. But uh, obviously being so far away, it's a little bit of a mission, but we're making it happen. You know, any spare minute we've got to do something, we're doing something. So past couple of weeks have been pretty nonstop. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Wow. Well, Dude, that's, congratulations. That's, that's amazing yeah, news, guys. Great stuff. Yeah, man, we've been working on it for a couple of years, you know, um, and <laughs> we've been working on it for a couple of years. And uh, I think, to be honest, if the fire hadn't happened up in Lake Oha or Lake Oho, then we probably would have already had it happen. But, um, you know, tough times. Yeah. COVID, yeah. it is what it is. We get in there. Yeah. The, the owners, Mike and Louise, were like, all right, so what do we have to do for this course? We give them, and he goes, all right, I want it done very soon. We're like, how soon? He goes, before the tournament. So basically, you'll be able to play the tournament and keep playing the course straight after we're done. Fantastic. If all goes to plan, which at the moment, it's bang on schedule. Woo! Good stuff. So that means we've got to add another stop on our hot score rounds. There you um, go. The, Goodness. Uh, well, you'll probably see <laughs> Calvin Furman. Calvin Furman will probably start popping up on that course, on those course records soon. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, gonna I was gonna say we're gonna have to, yeah, there in Twizel, right? Uh, he's an O'Marriman now. Oh, is he? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's shifting down the road, he's still working in Twizel, though. He's up and down. He's uh, he's probably actually gonna have a bit of a hand and a bit of a part in the course, uh, set up. So we're working with him right now to get some things done. So, yeah, yep. awesome, so good stuff, guys. So Thank you've you. got a so your first event's in two just over two weeks time in yep. um, uh, Tucker Beach. Uh, if people want to get involved, then they need to um, they need to what do they need to do? Get in get in contact with you. Nope. www.discgolfscene.com slash spring break. God, that seems difficult. <laughs> just go to Facebook, go to Generation Disc Golf, and find the link there. Yeah. Okay. It's way harder when you read it out loud. <laughs> sign up. Sign up. Get involved. It's the week before Fault Line. We'll have um, some a, a preview um, of it um, 
before the week and we'll be going through all the results um, yep. the week after it, it's uh, it's happened as well. So uh, very much looking forward to that. Um, uh, I'm just sorry, sorry to interrupt. I've just had a message from uh, my good mate Iran and he's mm -hmm. just confirmed to me that we're going to have the necklaces that are going to show up pretty soon for our disc mate baskets to improve those a little bit more for catching discs. So that's, oh, that's okay. just come through. So that's awesome. Well, there that you go. Is, more breaking news. That that is that is good. Yes, yes. If you can make a yep. disc mate catch a bus, catch a disc better, that's always going to be good. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> Send them all. I love a disc mate. You know, all, all the baskets have different attributes. They all catch yeah. different. You just got to play to however the course is, and everyone's the same. So if you're out there complaining, yeah. stop it. No. <laughs> In indeed. Um, okay, so. Um, um, Morgan, you've been on the show before, and you've done Desert yep. Island with golf. So um, you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to sit out for this one. Um, Adam, you haven't, and so um, you've got some discs around with you. Um, yep. And the premise for anybody who hasn't watched this before is that Adam is stranded on a desert island, um, and there's a disc golf course there. Fortunately, uh, and he's been washed ashore with three of his favourite discs and three of his favourite card mates. May they be fantasy or real or um, from the past or from the present. You may know them more otherwise. Um, Adam, so what are you throwing? First up, I had this one arrive the other week. I've been throwing MVs for years. But... Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good work. Absolutely. <laughs> it's an awesome putter. Super straight. A little bit of fade. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Couldn't imagine. And occasionally, you can, you can occasionally hit a 240-foot Anheuser for the world championship, right? As well, so that's the shot. That's good. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Occasionally, occasionally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Excellent. What else yep. you got? Mid range, uh, Eclipse Reactor. Oh, nice. Kind of, yeah, MVP. Yeah, yeah, lots very of good. We don't get um, too many MVPs on Desert Island Disco. No, well, good. Adam's the MVP king. I was gonna say, free today, got the that's Elaine King. And so the, the fish, the fission for people who don't know is is the lightweight MVP plastic, um, yeah. and uh, similar to Blizzard or um, yeah. Wow. Uh, the so the, the the inside's the lightweight plastic. Yes. The, the, the sorry, the inside is the the rim is is regular. So yeah. um, how what I found with the fission plastic <clears throat> is that the flight plate, the top part, can sometimes feel like it's not really there. Could can you show us on that photon like how kind of <laughs> How much you can kind of bend it in because I had a fishing Tesla that was so thin that yeah it, it is really thin but I also find that helps a little bit with the grip yeah so so um, a photon what what's that going to do for you straight to stable I mean this one's pretty new um, I've lost two previously I've got one that's really beaten us they beat in pretty quickly but it's kind of straight bit of a flip up and then sort of like a gradual fade yeah. Um, kind of, it's similar to a wraith, I'd imagine. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. I love. I love the. I love the MVP line. Um. I love MVP. So yes. Good. Good work. <laughs> now, who is on? Who is on your um your your card? Who are you playing with? Well, yeah. Slot one. It's got to be this guy. Playing together for years. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And then, yeah, I think it'd be a shame not to have a couple of pros on there. So, Conrad. Trying to recreate the shot and um, <laughs> player I've always been fascinated by for years, uh, Eagle McMahon. Mm. Just the the yeah, what he can do with a disc is 
it's pretty impressive. You've yeah. got the same massive wingspan like him as well. Surely, perhaps you could recreate, um, but not not what he did the other week. Of course, you don't want to put your shoulder up, but the uh, the <laughs> it, it would be incredibly refreshing, I'd imagine. So, yeah, excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. Now um, we're going to move on to our quick fire round. So the quick fire round works um, as follows: um, There's uh, nine questions, um, which are the family friendly front nine. Um, which are easy. They're the same questions for everyone every week. Um, and then there's the Safari back nine, um, which are different every week and a little bit tougher, perhaps. Um, there's no right or wrong answers uh, to the to the back nine. Um, so we'll kick off. Adam, are you ready? Ready. What's your name? Adam. Where were you born? Uh, Burnham-on-Sea. Somerset. Where do you live? Queenstown. What's your PDGA number? 102994. How many years have you been playing? Four. Favorite Four disc? Envy. Favorite course? McLaren Falls. Mm-hmm. Favorite MPO player? Eagle Man. Favorite FPO player? Page Pierce. Good work. Good work. Brady. Take us through the back. Time for the back nine. Uh, hole 10, player or TD? Player. Uh, double IPA or hazy IPA? <laughs> double. Ooh. Uh, Cadrona or Remarkables? Remarkables. Uh, Stewart Island or Ulva Island? Stewart Island. Fish and chips or bangers and mash? Fish and chips. Uh, Volkswagen or Mitsubishi? Volkswagen. Which one's better to work on? Oh, Mitsubishi. (laughs) 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 I was like, to work on or to drive? Uh, uh, Altitude or Smiths? Smiths. Chris Dixon. Uh, Bowling League or Struggle Street League? Oh, bowls. And final question, Morgan or Sophie? Morgan, Sophie. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That is is your back nine. Thank you, Adam. Uh, Thank you for participating. Thanks for doing Desert Island Disc Golf with us. And thank you so much for coming on and telling us um, all about um, Generation Disc Golf. I'm very much looking forward to all of the events that are that, that are coming up. Um, we'll have um, previews of them and results from all of them. Um, so uh, stay tuned for that in future episodes. Uh, guys, just once more, where do people go if they want more information? Uh, right now, head to Facebook and just search Generation Disc Golf. And Fantastic. everything's there. Fantastic. You're doing some great stuff down south, and I really look forward to uh, the Generation Disc Golf series making its way to Wellington. Um, and, uh, Perfect. Yeah. Good Thank stuff. you very Excellent. much, guys. It's, uh, All good. We're, we're going we're gonna to put a lot of effort into what we're doing. Uh, we already are, but we're just going to keep going, keep pushing forward, and you know, we'll see where it goes. There's, it's, a really, it's a really open plan, and you know, we hope to do some pretty cool things in the future. Just uh, one last thing before we go. I just wanted to show off one of the trophies from the Way Tupper. This is the new one, the new FPO trophy. So Ooh. if any of you lovely ladies in the FA1 category fancy stepping up and taking on Master Hales, 
love to see that. Liam has unfortunately had to pull out due to injury. Um, so yeah, let's come on. Let's see you step up and take on the champ. That looks lovely. That looks great. Excellent. Um, thank you uh, once again for coming on. Very best of luck with uh, with Generation Disc Golf and all of the events and um, the hard work that you've got upcoming. Um, we look forward to seeing what happens. Cheers, guys. Have a good Cheers. one. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Well, they've got some. They've got some work Ooh. to do, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's running a league is one thing. Running a bunch of like PDGA two round events, woo, mm. that's gonna be that's gonna be some hard work for them. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. But actually, that brings us into um, something that we wanted to talk about tonight, um, which was about being a TD and, and and running events and running a league and stuff. So you've been a TD before for many years and have run yep. many events, um, and you currently run a league. Um, I've been a assistant TD for a PGA sanctioned event, and also I run a ladies league um, in the uh, Tuesday evenings here in Wellington, and a monthly casual event, um, which are both unsanctioned but and very much casual. But my first uh, PGA league that I'm running starts next week in Wellington on Wednesday, Ooh, Wednesday nights, in Wednesday night spring league. So um, I and that's something I just wanted to we, we just wanted to sort of kick around is. I wanted to kind of go through with you, Brady, and, and just check that I've got everything kind of in, like, ready to go. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, what have you, like, prepped so far? Like, how are you feeling about it? You know, like, yeah. What? Yeah. So. What's your so list? I, so I, I, the, we're, we're fairly fortunate in that the course is uh, a, a permanent course. It's at Harcourt Park. Um, we're going to be playing off the regular tees, so I don't need to do any kind of um, setups of tee pads or anything like that. It's all it's all there. Yep. Um, it should be fair. The, the park should be fairly quiet um, at that time of day. We're playing at half past six on a Tuesday night. Um, so when we get closer to you mean the Wednesday summer, night, Wednesday night, you're right. When we get closer to <laughs> the summer, um, it that that might that might change and there may be more people um using the park on the after, in the in the evenings but so i'm i the course i think is is fairly kind of set up and and there um we've advertised the league and we've got a, we've got people and a few players involved already um and i expect more will, will join in as as we as as we go along um i've set up the pdga event on okay. the, the 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 pga thing and uh Paid the fee, got the sanctioning, and it's there, there's players registered, and I've, I think I've figured out the tournament manager kind of thing um, mm -hmm. because PDGA they they help you to a degree with the administration of the tournament. Hey, it's not just you don't need to know how to use UDisc intimately in, in order to, to be nope. able to do it. It's it's all done through PDGA Live, right? Yep. Well, and it's like, and have you entered players yet? I have. Yeah. 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 So and have you I've, entered like the course layout and stuff as well? Um, I've used the layout that's already in the PDGA database because Harcourt Park okay. has been used for PDGA events before. Um, yep. And so I've, I've used that of the that layout that's that's in there and set. Well, I mean, all the paths are par three, so it's it's not, it's not too too complex in that regard. Nope. Um, so now I'm just looking forward to next Wednesday, which is going to be our first event. Um, and, um, we're going to, because the light might get a bit dark, <laughs> um, uh, towards the end of the round, we're going to be running in, in, in cards of three. 
um, to start yep. off with, um, to try and speed up play and try and make sure that we that we get round in time. Um, as we move closer to the to the end of the league, then we'll we'll probably stretch that out. But um, but yeah, we've got to. We should be okay, likewise, I think. And um, will you be doing a shotgun start, or will you be doing like kind of tea times and staggered? No, it'll be shotgun. It'll be shotgun because because of the light, largely. Um, we, yep. I, I know, I know pretty much where we're gonna where we're gonna meet, and I've got a few things to cover off on the kind of captain or not captain's meeting. Back to the day, players meeting um, <laughs> to uh, where we'll uh, where we'll where we'll go through um, sort of standard um, kind of stuff prior to the tournament. Um. Yeah. Is is there anything that I've missed? Obviously. Um. One of the things that's come up with stuff that I've done in the past is PDJ can be finicky. I do know that they've just introduced two people can keep a scorecard online at the same time, mm-hmm. but potentially yeah. talking uh and like as part of your players' meeting, being like, oh, have one person score in PDJ, have one yeah. person score in UDISC, so that you have a backup, so that way if like the PDGA doesn't log the score or it gets erased that you might mm-hmm. have that kind of backup or even the, like, you know, maybe have a couple paper cards in your car, maybe just in mm. case. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've, I've actually heard that PDGA and UDISC have aren't as tight as they were. I don't think you get your UDISC subscription as part of your PDGA membership anymore. Um, and the fact Ooh. that the PDGA have introduced, um, second people being able to um, score on as part of their live app suggests that they're not leaning on UDISC to provide that back, that digital backup perhaps. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know too much about that, but um, uh, yeah. So um, I, I think we're, we're more or less ready to go because, because, because the cause is a permanent one. It's not, I don't need to pop anything up. Um, it's, it's just, you know, we just, nope. we just turn up and go really. Um yeah, just remind people of some of the some of the things that are different about a PDGA league. Um, in that you you know, there's we should uh, avoid avoid smoking and drinking and stuff during the round. Um, uh, and- drinking is allowed in a league, actually. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, well, there we are. So I there we are. I didn't know that. Um, uh, my league is there's two divisions. I've got FPO and MPO. Um, and yep. I set it up that way because if you take cash in a league, it doesn't affect your professional status. Correct. In um, your so if you if you if you're an am ordinarily and you want to preserve your amateur status, you can play in a professional league. You can take cash in a in a in in that league uh, for winning, and it doesn't then that that won't then affect your amateur status for future events. So yep. I'm just running two events, two divisions. Sorry. An FPO division and an MPO division, and uh, there'll be there'll be cash prizes um, for um, the top group of people, right? Who depends on how many people um, in total play. Um, yeah, Bray. If you bring up the comment, Matt uh, Bray brings up a really good comment that yes, mm-hmm. you know, like drinking is TD discretion. Um, largely, mm-hmm. your uh, Bray is correct. So Bray talks about it's TD discretion for drinking, and also the idea of a public area that certain mm-hmm. places it is like an alcohol ban zone. I don't believe Harcourt Park is an alcohol ban zone. I know it's okay at Barrenport in town because it's on the like public golf course, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of the one of the things to mention also potentially kind of consider and think about, um, a force majeure. So like the idea of like just kind of health and safety stuff of like one COVID mm-hmm. is kind of going around at the moment. Uh, so just kind of things around that and maybe suggesting things to players and also things such as like rain, thunder, uh, like an earthquake and that kind of stuff 
of mm-hmm. those are things that can kind of happen outdoors. We actually just recently at Barrenpore had a uh, one of the disc golfers was struck by a golf ball um, playing mm-hmm. in Barrenpore over the weekend. And so the idea of we thankfully enough have two players who are first responders um, and in the health uh uh, health field, um, you know, like who are able to respond to that event, um, thankfully. Uh, but you know, like that's potentially other something to think about mm-hmm. as a TD, um, you know, like that it's a little bit, you know, like if you're just kind of playing a casual round, cool, but it's, you know, like, yeah, the idea of, uh, you have to think a little bit more than just your card. Now that you're being a TD, you have to think about yeah. all the cards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause you know, I do want to play. Um, and I think I should be able to given the number of people that are, that are going to be playing, um, How many are signed I, up so far? Oh, uh, we've got a we've got about half. We we've got about ten signed up at the moment. 10? So okay. um, yep. I, I expect I expect that'll 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 grow. I mean, we we get those kind of numbers for. Um, I mean, that, that's the kind of numbers that Baron Paul's getting. It's the kind of numbers that um, any given Monday's getting. It's and Struggle Street is etc. Yeah, so, yeah, we're sitting. Yeah, I think at like eighteen for Baron Paul two hundred. Yeah. So I mean, if we can, if um, and I think that that might that may grow as the as the tournament. Um, sort of progresses, if you like, as we get more into the into into the summer. Um, but actually, what I, something I did want to touch on and and kind of mention is how easy it was to set myself up as a PDGA official. Um, I had to do this, um, or I did. I chose to do it prior to the women's global event that we held here in Wellington, which was the largest women's um, disc golf tournament ever in New Zealand. Um, and it, we. Uh, it was uh, Paula was the TD, but I was the assistant TD, and um, the um, I, I had to go. I had to pass a test on the PDGA website. Um, you have to. I think there's a fee as well. Um, the fee is fairly nominal, um, but the um, the test is a it's an open book open book multiple choice test which you can retake as many times as you like, um, and so um, I would encourage anybody to um who, who's got kind of an inkling of oh wouldn't it be good if to just do it because it it's it it, it will take you an evening to brush up on um some of the uh, uh tournament pack and the uh and, and the rules and to have them to hand um and to do the test and to all of that kind of stuff and you'll then be able to run any kind of sanctioned event i think is it for two years the um the, the official exam is, yep. is valid for mm-hmm. so um and and that just opens way more um, options, right? And and to have a league that's sanctioned, I think adds a little bit more legitimacy. Um, it means that people can um, can get their um, uh, they can they can get their more people can play PDGA sanctioned and rated rounds, which I think is a good thing as well. And hey, if I get to ever play an elite series, I won't need to do the exam prior to prior to entry. So. Um, so yeah, and uh, you know, as we've seen actually, where there's a there's a there's a there's a rule potentially coming in, which means that everybody who plays in a B tier will need to be a PDJ member. Currently, elite series, I think you have to be a PDJ official. I wouldn't be surprised if in years to come there was something along the lines of, in order to play A tiers or majors, you need to be have some form of you know. Something like that. Certainly in Ultimate, I think, um, at the highest level. Yeah, I was going to say, is there anything like that in Ultimate? So I, I played World Masters in 2018. And um, there, you did need to have the rules accreditation. You needed to be a, an, a, a, 
accredited by WUFDF um, and take an exam and all the rest of it in order to be able to be eligible to, to play in that tournament. Um, so yeah. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of filters down. It won't. It, well, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. And certainly if you're someone who just sort of likes playing, turning up, playing C tiers, that's certainly not going to affect you at any time soon. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we saw it in sort of A tiers in the States and majors that you had to be a, you had to be a certainly majors and elite series. You already have to be a PGA official. All the top, all the top pros are. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Uh, well, actually, I was going to ask you. So, like, I've taken the the test for multiple years. So, like, Middle Earth mm. Open. You know, like, I've been an official for like seven years now. And mm. so, like, the how did you find the test and the questions? Did you pass it your first time? No, I didn't. Um, I, I, I I mean I didn't either. Like so, no, I, I, you know, like and I'm not I, hating I on. Them, it. I I found them to be I found them to be interesting. It was really, it was it was quite. I the ones I got wrong were the ones that were so where they really honed in on a kind of on a, on a kind of piece of detail. And I know what they're doing with that. They're not they're not looking to kind of catch you out necessarily. What they're doing is they're making sure that you've read all the details um, by asking you a set of certain questions, just picking out each you know one or two. Yep. They don't you don't need to you don't go through it in 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 soup in 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 uh, in sort of with a fine tooth comb. But what you do get. Um, is you is open book, so you can have the tournament manual open on your web page or on another screen or whatever. If you've got the book, then you can use that. Or the book, um, yeah, book. And, <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you can take it as many times as you like. So if you fail it, you take it straight away after. It doesn't cost you any more to do that. You can just you can just do it. So um, you, you pay for the certificate, is what I should say. So you can take yep. it as many times as you like. When you pass, then you pay. And when you pay, you then become the official. So you, I think that's the way around they do it. So, so yep. I would encourage anybody who isn't an official to become an official um, because you never know when your local tournament director or person who's organizing tournaments says, hey, could really do with a hand here. And then you're available to um, to, to, to co-TD or, or to assistant TD. Also gives you a nice insight into some of the uh, rules of the um, rules of the game and, and, and the competition manual, um, which, you know, is always a good idea to keep on top of um, and, and to be knowledgeable of. Yeah, I was going to say, like, first thing I want to say, anyone who's listening or watching, if you are a PDGA official, please comment below. Uh, put in the comment section, I'm an official. Um, shout out to all the officials out there. Um, kudos to you for doing it. Um, Matt and I are both officials. Um, we'd love to kind of grow that community. So, yeah, leave a comment below uh, if you are an official. And then also the idea of as much as the rules are great to read, especially if you're going to take the test, make sure you read the like frequently asked questions. So mm -hmm. I found that section like way more helpful than the rules themselves because you kind of go through and it's like, oh, well, like if this happens or if that happens and they give you these little scenarios and that's kind of what the questions are almost based on when you're taking the test. So, you know, the idea of like reading those gives you a great kind of insight to scenarios. Trust me, I've been a TD. I've dealt with some of arguably the biggest issues that have hit New Zealand. And a lot of them really shouldn't have happened. Like if you've read the rule book basically and read the frequently asked questions, a lot of the stuff is really kind of common sense. You know, like the idea of something as simple as throwing a provisional by throwing a provisional, you then 
go to the TD or the official after your round and say, you know, like, oh, you know, like, what is the ruling in this case? Do I take the provisional? Do I take it from where it lied? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like the official can sort that out, you know, like now that kind of photos have gone by the wayside. Um, and so the idea of if there's more officials, the idea of you're supposed to come to con the, a consensus on the card and a lot of rulings, you know, like where did it go out of bounds? Um, is this mm -hmm. out of bounds? Is this a Mando? Yeah. Did it pass the Mando? You know, like in that idea of it's card consensus first. If the card can't come to a consensus, then bring it to the TD or the the rules official for the tournament. And so the idea, if you have more people, um, ultimate is a great example. Ultimate is self-officiating just like disc golf is. Um, and so that idea of if we had more officials and more people who are up to date with the rules, the idea of it's just more, like not only is it a, a more professional look, just like being a, a professional league, but the idea of it's great, like kind of teaching new players that, you know, like there is etiquette, you know, like that we are a golf sport, you know, like the idea that there is honor and etiquette and like a certain way of doing things, you know, like there are rules and regulations of our sport. And mm -hmm. it's, it's always good to know those so that one, you know them for yourself. Two, you know them if you're participating in a, in a PDJ event, but also that you can pass that knowledge down to yeah. the next generation of disc golfers and to the friends that you're playing with. Yeah, and and I would I would say that you know on the um, ultimate subject, it applies to disc golf as well. They they um, they it's based on a strong spirit of the game. The idea that everybody's going to play with a degree of honesty and integrity to um, upkeep the um, the 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 game and make sure that it's that it's played fairly. And I would argue um, if you're not aware of the rules or you don't know what the rules are, how are you able to ensure that the game is played fairly and becoming an official is a way of proving that and so um i yeah so braced saying it took two hours morgan saying it takes <laughs> 10 minutes it's probably going to take you somewhere in the mid in between if we're being honest and probably yeah i, I was probably closer towards the two hours than i was the the, the 10 minute probably uh, but, to um, be fair morgan did say that he was going to start coaching as part of generation disc golf maybe he should coach the next generation of officials Mm, maybe maybe that's that's a 10 uh, minutes morgan 10 minutes yeah maybe or, or maybe we could run it as a as a, as a, as a special show an online class hey brady um hey <laughs> i'm down for that and then everybody can take the exam at the same time um anyway <laughs> uh, what we're talking about right um uh, what else have we got for this week. Well, the other hot take that I wanted to talk about too is, is I know that it's not the off season for New Zealand, but it is the off season for the state. So there's not a lot going on in the international news, but everyone has started to announce tournaments for next year. They've also announced it's the off season. So mm -hmm. coming from a new player, Matt, you know, like when it comes to the off season, typically that's time to hone your game and to like work on skills that you are struggling with throughout the year. Yeah. So as part of your game or just disc golf in general, if you are yeah. going to tell a new player, like work on this to improve your game the most this off season, what tip would you give those players? That's, that's a real. Okay. Like what, well, where could you personally as a player? So like the idea of me, you're currently, you know, like winning okay. and competing well in the amateur division, where can Sweet. you save the most strokes on the course? Okay. For, for me personally, this off-season, I should be working on my distance because um, I'm struggling. I, I find that my my upshots are 
um, are, are okay. I, I feel comfortable with them, um, with the with the vast majority of them. My putting is, I, I think good. Putting, I, I think putting is something that you should just do all the time, right? And it should just be in the background, just chugging along. It shouldn't be something that you, um, and actually Levi's broke, brought it up a couple of weeks ago, how in the run-up to a tournament, he'll putt heaps and, and I don't know, do like 100 putts a day or whatever in, uh, in, in, the, in the run-up to a tournament. I think that that kind of thing is, uh, is, is, is a really strong thing to do. But for me personally, it's distance. And, I, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the reason is, is and Baron Paul's a great example of this, when it comes to the, um, the regular tees at Berenpore, I can get myself inside circle two for a look with a look for birdie on pretty much every hole, right? When yeah. I then go to the championship tees, I which are obviously further and yet short, some of them par fours. Um, I'm that's not the case, and I and I and I don't I don't always find that that's that that's the case. So. What I what I want to do is I want to Im- improve my distance. Currently, I can get to about I haven't measured it recently, but I I reckon I can get to about eighty to ninety meters is is kind of where I'm topping out. Which for some courses, right for fault line, I'm not I'm not going to have an issue because there aren't really many holes that you're going to be looking to get a birdie on that are longer than that than than that kind of distance. Right? Yeah, all the holes at Harcourt that are that you're going to be looking to attack on are shorter than that. Yep. Um, yeah, I was gonna say the only things over 100 meters at, at fault line at Harcourt Park is hole two, which is 104, hole four, which is 114, yeah. and hole five. five, which is 122. Yeah, yeah, and and you know hole four and hole five. Here's another hot take. I'm not looking to birdie them. If I come away, bonus birdies, the car, then then great. And actually, I I reckon that hole four and five will probably play in the hardest quartile of holes, if you like. Um, you know, 17 so, will be the hardest hole on the weekend, guaranteed. Uh, yes, no, undoubtedly 17 will. Um, but the um, but I reckon that hole four and five will probably play in the hardest six, right? Yep, middle, agree. Middle six, six, hard six, they're in the hard six. So I'm not looking to take a birdie on those anyway, I'm looking to get a free. Um, certainly where I am. So, uh, for me, it's distance. How and and you know, I know what that is, it's 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 doing the hard stuff, it's going out in a field and throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing um and then getting someone to go look at my technique and say no nah, actually do this um but something which i have um done recently which I, I felt was was good was extending my final step of my x step right so this is something yep. i deliberately started doing and i felt like i was throwing further and i it, i don't know i don't know whether i was it, it certainly felt like i was and I, I i feel like i've got some distance with it so i'm going to keep practicing that and keep practicing getting the smoothness of that pull through with a longer with a larger final step of my next step so that's my that's going to be my focus for the next um certainly few weeks what what about yourself as a more seasoned pro what 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 are you uh what are you looking at um Goodness. Uh, like you said, putting, putting is huge. Um, uh, it's definitely super important for me. Um, my putting, it probably saves me strokes. It also gains me strokes. So the idea of, I tend to be good out to circles edge, which is better than a lot of my competition. So it's like, as long as I can get into circle one, because typically I have the distance to do it, I need to be making those putts. Um, so, you know, like there's a lot in that for me, uh, consistency is the other big one. Um, so I've been playing with a lot of, um, now that the league 
uh, like Barrenpour is up and coming. There's a couple players uh, like Simon Fogarty, uh, Young Ha, um, Brett Carlisle, uh, you know, like we're having really good weeks and they're, they're starting to push me. And so the idea of, you know, like if I'm having an off week because it's extra windy and I'm not putting well, or, uh, you know, like I'm just not confident in my discs at a certain distance, um, uh, you know, that they're starting to catch me and push me. And so like having that consistency, like week out, and it's one of those things that with the trend, um, uh, you know, like I'm still kind of learning, uh, learning my Discmania disc, you know, like I, I love being part of Discmania one in 10, um, you know, like, but I've been playing with Discraft for 10 years. And so that idea of like learning these Discmania discs, like the logic I can put in my hand and I instantly know what it does, you know, like, but having, I threw a stalker for years and then now just recently putting an FD into my hand. Oh my goodness. One, I have extra distance. Uh, and two, I have extra touch, but like learning that touch in Wellington wind has been something crazy. And so there's that, that confidence for me, you know, and, and, uh, a lot of people will talk about it. So like, for me, it's field work and getting in the reps. Um, you know, like this past week, you know, like I had the hot round at Barrenpore again, you know, like an ACE helps of course. Um, but the idea of, like you said, like I was making those birdies on the attackable short holes. The problem mm. was I wasn't making those on the long holes. And normally me, that's what separates me on the short holes. I can make it up on the putts. My, yeah. you know, like my upshots and drives aren't super accurate, super close. Mm -hmm. But the idea yeah. of typically if I'm 10 to 15 meters farther, it means I'm getting into circle ones, you know, like on a par four, a lot easier than other players. And so typically mm. I can make those birdies on the long hole. So I'm making up shots on the champ tees. I didn't this week. And so like 966 is in the right direction, but the idea of, you know, like it's like it all came on the front 10. And so it's really that, that consistency, like week in and week out and like knowing and stepping up to each shot and having, having a shot for it, you know, like I'm really looking forward to, there's a one day event up in, in Tauranga, mm going up to play that course, I tend to play it well. And I'm interested to see what it's going to be like with my Discmania discs, you know, like and going to be able to kind of attack that course. And the idea of, yeah, you know, like my enigmas, which I've been leaning on for my distance of, they're super touchy, but the idea of I'm starting to dial them in, you know, like I'm starting to, you talk about like needing distance and every, I, I love getting the people coming up and being like, Oh, I, I need help with distance. You know, like I'm maxing out and I'm like, well, can you birdie hole five in Petonia? Hole five is a wide open 125 mm -hmm. meter hole. You know, there should be no reason if you have 120 to 130 meters of distance, you shouldn't be able to birdie that hole. And so that idea of I've seen you start to push out to the hundred meters and start to get into circle two. Mm -hmm. And so it's that idea of, okay, you know, like let's start to attack that kind of stuff. And, and Tauranga will be a good example of that match play and Inglewood will be a good example of that. Um, so yeah, you know, like kind of that, mm. just kind of dialing it in and just doing the work, doing whether it's field work, whether it's getting out to the course um, and just being ready for all conditions. And so, yeah, you know, like the putting in the work and, and building that confidence back up going into the summer for me is what I'm working on. Something which I'd like to talk about in a future show, actually, and we kind of touched on it just just now, and uh, and Zach brings it up as a as a good comment as a comment as well, um, which is um, course kind of course management, if you like, <coughs> going into rounds and figuring out what are you going to attack and what are you going to leave alone, and and something I'd like to do prior to um, 
uh, prior to fault line we've got three shows before fault line is to go through um the hardcore park course and talk about some of the holes that we'd attack and some of the holes um because i i think it's really important to know i've got a plan for going into fault line it's going to be the first time i'm going to be playing mpo um and it's i'm it's going to be i've got a plan for every hole i know which ones i'm going to attack i know which ones i'm going to leave alone and so there's some holes out there I've got no intention of taking a birdie or even attempting to take a birdie on because I know that if I try, there's more of a chance that I'll screw it up and, and, that'll, be, uh, and, and that'll be the end. And I'd rather play clean with a couple of birdies than have a card that looks like a pack of Skittles, quite frankly. So that's what the... Pack uh, of that's Skittles. What that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going for, whether I achieve it or not. We shall see. But certainly one of the shows before... Um, um, fault line will do that and we'll uh, we'll go through and yeah I, I think that that's really great um and I I think that's a lot uh, a lot mm-hmm. of the coaching that I've done in the past um especially with ladies league is just that you know the idea of you know like here are these ladies uh you know like Tinta and Kath are kind of great examples of people I've coached in the past you know like where their personal best is like plus six you know like on a nine hole course which is to be honest is great for them but that idea mm-hmm. of it's like okay well if it's plus six it's like if you threw everything as a par you know, like you'd be even, you'd improve by six strokes. Yeah. And literally huge. huge. Yeah. You know, like, and and so that like having a plan, you know, like that mental side of the game, exactly. Like Mm. the everyone, you know, you know, us guys, we want to be the hero, throw the hero shot. Um, You know, like there are a few holes at uh, Harcourt park that are great examples of that. You know, like that there, every hole at Harcourt park is a two shot swing because honestly, every hole you can birdie but every mm-hmm. hole you can bogey and you can totally. bogey really easily. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that, I, that's going to yeah, be a good, that's going to be a great practice. episode. We'll, we'll have some different opinions as, as a first time MPO player and a more seasoned MPO player. Um, we'll have some different opinions on what our attack holes are going to be certainly. And uh, I, I, well, I, I, I think we can do, I'll come into it a little Simon Lazat. So I can come into it a little aggressive and I can tell you yeah. some lines and that kind of stuff. And you can come into it a little more Nate Sexton, a little more conservative. Yeah. Yep. That sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. Right. Let's move on to upcoming events uh, that we have um, uh, around the country. Um, so uh, as we said, Wellington Midle- Midweek Spring League uh, starts next Wednesday. If you want to be involved, uh, give us a shout. Uh, on the 6th of November, it's the Delta Blues Buster in Todonga, which uh, Brady was just talking about, and Hosker in Wellington, um, if you're around for that. So Hosker, we're going to do the draw. We're going to spin the wheel next week as to uh, what, what the theme round is going to be. We've got three choices uh, this this month. So we've got, um, uh, we've got what have we got? We've got the back nine, we've got Petoni Extreme, and we've got a bag tag scramble, right? So um, everybody who turns up with a bag tag gets it in, and then you, if you finish first, you get the lowest bag tag um, out of everybody who plays. It's not just the people in your card. So hopefully that gets voted for, because I quite fancy doing that. Um, then the week after is the Bros for Change Charity Classic and the Spring Break in Tucker Beach, um, So um, which uh, Morgan was just talking about. Uh, Fault Line Fury um, is the week after that. Then Wahitapu, then Inglewood, um, and then Day in the Dunes in Invercargill um, to round out the year. And as you can see, South Island Champs, Southern Smash Rego opens 5 o'clock on Sunday, the 31st of October. Um, Are you registering, then, Matt? You going? You going? Uh, I shall have to ask. Um, and I shall have to see. <laughs> um, 
maybe. I'd love to come down. I'd love to come down. I certainly would. I'm going to Heislander, so uh, that might... Ooh, I don't know. Uh, Two weekends down south. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I would love to go, and certainly the guys down in Invercargill put on a cracking show. Um, and uh, we'll have a few of them on, I'm sure, before the... Um, Stay down for a week, yeah, right. Um, the <laughs> uh, the um, thanks, Andrew. We'll we'll have them uh, we'll have them on the show certainly before um, the smash. Talking a little bit more about that, but make sure that you set your calendars and your alarms for five p.m. on the thirty first because that one will sell out in minutes. I suspect minutes. Um, so make sure that you're one of those who gets in. Um, no change uh, to the um, no change to the uh, uh, to the uh, rankings um, this uh, week. Um, the next change will be fault line, and we'll have some updated predictions. Um, and me and Brady will be doing our picks the week before fault line, when we've got a clear idea of everybody who's entering, um, given restrictions, etc. Um, excellent. Um, ooh, that's a bit close. Um, Brady, um, thank you so much uh, for joining us tonight. Um, we got some uh, disc golf going on over the week over the weekend. Uh, yep, yeah, it'll be Baronport 200 again this weekend. Lovely, lovely. Um, and um, very best of luck to everybody who's playing this weekend. Enjoy. Um, stay safe if you have any violent weather conditions like we seem to be having in Wellington. Um, and otherwise, have a good one, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Peace.